Good morning. We are here this morning with Dr. Kara Kowalczyk, and we are really excited to be relaunching your podcast with a new name called Dr. C and the D. And this morning, I want to take a minute to interview her and kind of give you an idea of who she is, what she stands for, why her practice is so amazing, and just really give you the behind the scenes of why Dr. C is coming to you and every podcast platform here shortly. So Dr. K, I am going to go ahead. Can you give us a little bit of background of your background, how you got started, who you, well, first tell us who you are. All right. Well, Elizabeth, I got to tell you, thank you so much for being who you are. Uh, the Detroit mom blog is, is unbelievably amazing. And I really like you feel women are the most special people on earth yes. because without a woman, without a mom, the world to me is not happening. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, you know, we need to do things that help women stay strong, be a community, support each other. Yeah. And I love what you do. I Thank love you. the fact you're welcome. I love the fact that you are all about women giving little tips to keep us together, to keep our day successful. Yeah. And I'm really proud to be part of you. And, oh, and I'm, you. you're welcome. And I just really <laughs> feel honored that, that Dr. C and the D is going to be, you know, associated with Detroit moms. So, yeah. um, you know, women have always been very, very important, um, you know, to my thoughts about what career I want to do. So, you know, people ask me, you know, when did you want to be a doctor? And, and I laugh because I wanted to be a doctor since I was six years old oh and gosh. people will look at me and say, come on, really six, come on. Every science project, everything I read, everything. And, you know, my first project was a, a part project about the heart. Then it was about the lung and people thought it was weird. So there was this weird calling that I always wanted to be a doctor. I never thought about anything else. Right. Yeah. So went to a little, you know, Polish school in Hamtramck, St. Lads, uh, you know, St. Bart's in, in grade school in Detroit. I'm, and Dr. C and the D is Dr. C and the D because I am so homegrown. I uh, was born in Detroit, um, you know, went, lived in Detroit, Hamtramck area, and went to St. Bartholomew grade school, Lads High School, little Polish high school in, in Hamtramck, went to U of M Dearborn for oh college, okay. uh, you know, got a degree in biochemistry uh, there. And, and really wanted to, you know, get into, you know, medical school and was very honored to be able to get uh, accepted into Wayne State. So, um, you know, totally, totally have a passion for, for Detroit. Um, I remember this one thing, I was sitting in the car in the back of my parents' um, car and, and said, you know, you know, I'm not overly religious, but I was like, God, you know, <laughs> please let me, if I, let me get a medical school and, yeah. and it got, you know, if I will be done. I will, um, you know, get in and, and make a difference to people's How lives. How old were you? Uh, at that time I was in college. So I was okay. uh, a junior in college, I think junior, senior applying for medical school. And I said, you okay. know what, if I can't be the best doctor I can be, then I don't deserve to go to medical school. Yeah. And then I got accepted the next week. So, oh my um, gosh. So that was kind of cool that, that there was some sign there. Uh, and then, you know, went into OB uh, mm -hmm. because women are powerful and, really are. you know, women are just amazing. I mean, mm -hmm. we give life 
And, you know, Mm -hmm. God gave us that job (laughs) and for a reason, you know, I love, I love my husband. I love men, but you know, let men have a period cramp, forget (laughs) it. There wouldn't be a a world, right? I say the same. So we are, you know, special. And so I really wanted to get into a field that took care of women. And then um, fertility was just starting to boom, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the day and all the really great things were happening. The and, and I was like, I want to get in a field that A, has all the exciting things happening to it. Yeah. B, takes care of men and women. That was one of the few specialties that allowed us to see men as well as women and the whole psychology of it. Yeah. You know, we're not mechanical people. And, and with every treatment choice, there's a reason behind it. And there's psychology as to why people feel certain ways about pregnancy or about getting pregnant or what they value as what is acceptable to them. Yeah. So that's kind of how the journey came to being uh, a fertility specialist for me. Okay. And I, I was thinking about this. I know we've had this conversation on your office when you just said men and women, like seeing the other side, your office sees so many diverse people. Mm-hmm. What we're like, the diverse in every aspect, how they are a couple, if they don't have children or if they don't have a spouse right. or something, they just want to have a child. Like your office sees everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, and the one thing that we are very proud of is that we care about all people who walk mm-hmm. through the door. And that's something that I think that patients feel right away. Yeah. So training at Hutzel, I really loved where I was. I, you know, again, homegrown Wayne state medical school, residency fellowship, downtown Hutzel hospital, Detroit medical center. They're fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. But there is a time, especially in fertility where you need to have that extra special personal attention in all medicine and all medicine. But when you're trying to have a child, there's so much emotion and so much psychology of worry, anxiety, depression, uh, you know, am I, you know, doing this right, that whole thing that you can't have cookie cutter anything. And we were at Hutzel and and Michigan center was founded. Actually, I need to hear the story. I need to hear it. Yeah. Michigan center was founded by my staff actually. Okay. So, you know, I had been a busy fertility doc at Hutzel hospital. And on a Thursday night, I had five employees walk in my office, close the door. I'm like, okay, what the hell did I do? (laughs) And they looked at me and they're like, you know what? We like how you take care of patients. You listen to every unique story. You personalize every plan. Mm -hmm. If you quit, we'll follow you. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's a lot of pressure. Oh my God. So I had had, had, just came back from my fourth baby, uh, having my fourth baby. And I go home, I throw up. I'm like, oh my God, Johnny, (laughs) my husband, I'm like, what do I do? I mean, do I do this? You know, and, and, and I loved working at the DMC, Mm -hmm. but there was just some part of it that you can't bring when you have a big system. Right. And and when you have a big, you know, institution kind of thing. So I thought, you know what, what's the worst thing that can happen? No one follows me. Mm -hmm. No one comes to see me. And I'm a mother of four kids. I'm like, you know, I'm good with that. So we started out in my nurse's extra room in her living room. So I quit. We found our first little place on 12 and Shaner. And then Lisa Perry, who was an amazing nurse, Lisa, if you're out there, I love you. Uh, so <laughs> shout out to Lisa, shout out Lisa <laughs> and on all the team. And uh, so she put an extra phone line in her 
a dining room, I think. Oh my god! And gosh. it was like that movie. Will they yes. come? Kind of thing. And uh, yes, so we started our own practice, and 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 they people stayed, and I have a people who are still with me that were the team original really? team members who told me to quit. And sure enough, I quit. They quit shortly after me, mm-hmm. and and Michigan Center for Fertility was born. Five years we outgrew that place and oh needed gosh. to move to our current place in Warren on 13 and Mount. Okay. And then there was a calling for a place in Lake Orion because doctors said, look, can you do something there? Then we inherited or worked on keeping the, the memory of Dr. Uh, Max and Britton alive. Uh, mm-hmm. They were amazing fertility doctors in Bloomfield. And uh, they were unbelievable, gentlemen, kind, same philosophy, and uh, really worked well with them. And, yeah. you know, Dr. Maximovich retired and, and then left Dr. Britton for a while to have his own practice and, and with uh, my amazing PA Alexa. So it was Dr. Britton and Alexa, and, and they were quite the team and quite awesome. And, and unfortunately, he passed away suddenly of a heart attack too young. And uh, I didn't want his legacy to die. Yeah. He, he meant too much to too many people. So we fought to keep that practice alive. And mm-hmm. that was the third office. And then a wonderful young lady, Dr. Boudreaux, Nicole Boudreaux gave me a call one day and, and, and she was just frustrated. Same like, I know, flashback to years ago, <laughs> yeah. loved her patients, loved who she worked with, yeah. but the, the, the actual place she was working, you just couldn't do the personalized things that she wanted to do. And, and I wasn't ready for an associate, but you know, she was in my situation, a, a mom and, and trying to balance in the whole thing. And, and so we then opened Plymouth. So it's, you know, it's been a journey, Elizabeth, and very blessed to, to have staff that are so incredibly amazing. I mean, I am just the doctor, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and you are nothing without your team and, yeah. and, and kudos to the women that, and the occasion token males I have in the office, <laughs> um, that are just fabulous. Yeah. And your whole approach is a team approach. Like you, it is not just Dr. K it is your team. Yes. Yes. And, and here's one of the unique things is I love my PAs. I mean, my physician assistants, I have so much respect for, and, uh, they're the best in the world. And so, you know, the practice, you know, when you have a fertility concern, you're scared, you're nervous, you're worried, you know, you're, you think you're the only one and, and it's a medical condition guys. So one out of eight couples experience it 15% of the population. So, you know, to have four offices, I need to trust people who can, can make patients comfortable. And my physician's assistants are phenomenal. They're brilliant. Mm-hmm. They're well known. They've tons of knowledge, yeah. very sweet, very warm. And it allows patients to come in and get to see us quicker. So trust me, I oversee everything. So I have a, you know, definite you know, communication with my PAs are on almost, almost on a daily basis. Yeah. And I'm the one who oversees all of it, but the team of the PAs that we have in, with Dr. Boudreaux, um, we're able to bring that patient in and, and look, that's the other thing is, is there are so many places out there that are corporation or cookie cutter, or they're big, 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 I don't know, associations and, or co- uh, companies, yeah. you know, we're not a company. Mm-hmm. We're your, your, we're your family. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and, and we add, and, and no one's cookie cutters. So all five of us, uh, there, there, there's Alexa, there's Emily, there's Mandy, Nicole, and myself. 
so far, um, <laughs> you know, we all sit there and we listen to you and listen to what you've been going through. Yes, we do a workup on you, but it's more than a workup. Yeah. It's how many kids do you want? What is your life like? What are you comfortable with? What are your finances? Yeah. What is your religious belief? What is your ethical belief? Uh, where is your comfort level with certain things? Yeah. So we take all of that information and put a personalized plan in for, for you, the patient, yeah. not Mr. X who has to get this many months at this and then has to go to this or because their age is this, they have to jump to that. You know what? Not everyone can afford IVF. Not everyone's comfortable with IVF. Mm-hmm. There's ways we get people pregnant, not IVF, that someone else told them IVF or bust. You know, and you, the the first thing is to listen. Yeah. I think that we also, for anyone that doesn't know, if you're over on Instagram, we do these things called fertility Fridays with Dr. K and you can find those on Detroit mom. I, even as I was listening to the stuff that you said about the couples, one in eight couples, but the percentage of people that don't seek help that do have fertility issues was mind blowing to Mm -hmm. me. But also what was even more mind blowing was a percentage of males that are the issue versus females. And and us as females think that we have to be the ones producing the babies. Like Mm -hmm. we were put here to produce the babies. Nobody ever said, oh, but it could be your partner. Right. You know, so I know this is like a whole nother No, but you, you bring up a really good point because, you know, we women are the ones that are probably making the phone calls. We're the ones that are saying, wait a minute, it's been this long. I haven't had a baby. Uh, We're the ones that are probably doing our temperature charts, but you know what? The guys are in our background going, Hmm, you know, what's, (laughs) what's the deal. And you're right. You know, less than 10%, you know, 15% of the population has problems with fertility, but less than 10% of people seek help. So that's another reason why Dr. C and the D is one of our tools to get the message out there. Mm-hmm. And Dr. C and the D is because I'm homegrown, I'm proud of my Detroit and my metropolitan area, but I really feel passionate about getting this information out because less than 10% of people seek help. And I want people to know that it's okay. It's a medical condition. We can figure it out. We can do a workup. We can give you choices. Yeah. And you're right, 30 to 50% of the pro- time, it's a problem with the guy. So wow. we women think, oh my gosh, it's got to be me. Well, no, it's, it's, it's a couple's concern. It's a team yeah. effort. And so, you know, during this podcast, I plan and want, and want to, with my team, uh, give information about, you know, issues with fertility, things like what can you do to stay healthy so that you can optimize your fertility? What's a fertility workup? What options do you have? We're going to go through all aspects of the workup. And we're going to go through treatment choices. We're going to also do women's health issues because, you know, even though we're not talking about fertility, maybe, maybe we're talking about nutrition and self-esteem or, or wealth management or, or a myriad of things. Uh, You know, we've got uh, people coming on about, you know, medical diagnoses, thyroid disease, menopause, all of that stuff. It all relates. And then at some point we're going to put in Detroit things, right? Yeah. I mean, I love my Detroit. Yes. And, and so we're going to kind of combine, you know, maybe a women's health issue or a women's fertility issue with some cool thing in Detroit mm-hmm. that maybe you can have fun with while you're still staying healthy and yeah. staying fertile, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
staying fertile. Yes. That is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to, I do want to say too. So you're about to, you're celebrating 20 years this year, 20 years. Can you believe it? No. Oh honestly, my God. Because I don't feel like you're old. So I'm <laughs> well, like, how you. is it 20 years? Um, <laughs> 20 years young. but I wanted, to, I want you to talk about that and just what makes your, what makes Michigan center so special? Like wh- how is it different? And what do you guys do? What it makes it unique? So I think I'm very blessed. I can't believe it have been 20 years. It's I mean, crazy. it's, it's with how many offices? Uh, four, four. Okay. So, so, you know, 20 years, the first office to now, uh, we just, I think what, two years, three years ago, we had Plymouth. Okay. It, right. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything. We've got a couple other ideas down the oh road. My God. So, uh, that, does not surprise surprise that does not but, surprise uh, me. But I think we're unique because we, we walk, patients will walk in. And they, first of all, were a spa field. I mean, I hate yeah. lab coats, always got in trouble in residency, refused to wear them. I, I, just, I hate you know, them too. <laughs> I hate them. They're sterile. As soon as you see a lab coat, you yeah. freak out. So it's my rule that no one wears a lab coat, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, all of our offices have a very spa-like feel. It is not sterile. Even the rooms you get your ultrasound in and your IVF in is very warm, very comfortable. We have fireplaces in the room. We have teacups oh my and gosh, you do in, in the Warren, we have a fireplace in the, um, in the main room, we've got teacups in Plymouth. I mean, you want to walk in feeling like you're in a home or someone yeah. that really cares about you. Yeah. Uh, I love art. So, um, we're probably going to talk to the D to the DIA at some point, but there's art everywhere. Art calms people. Art mm-hmm. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and so all of our offices have a lot of art and a lot of beauty in them. Uh, we sit down and listen. You know, all right. The average they they talked about when physicians walk into a patient's room, they let that patient talk for three minutes max, and then they're blah, 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 blah. yeah. So what we try to do is we just listen and and we let them talk. So I think that's where you're unique. We have PAs. We have a whole team approach of people that that you can get in quickly so that you can get your workup done quickly and then your treatment done quickly. Um, all of my team is educated. So we empower all of our staff. Mm-hmm. We do teaching moments and my staff laugh at me because <laughs> I will pimp them um, every <laughs> once in a while and they'll say, oh, so there's this, what would you like to do? And I'm like, uh, what would you like to do? Yeah. So, and I'll, they'll, they'll, and my favorite thing is, is they'll ask me a question and they'll be like, I'll be like, walk with me because I've got like 500 people in my head. And so yeah. I'll be walking all over, but we have teaching moments. So all of the staff is empowered to not be robots. So they have the knowledge of infertility. So you can pretty much ask anyone in my staff questions and they're very comfortable. Yeah. Um, also, we have a complimentary medicine center. So uh, it's called In Harmony. It's a wellness center in Warren. And I think that's unique. Because, what's in there? Tell us what's in there. So it has acupuncture, massage, personal training, nutrition, stress management, and, and our counselor, Claire. And that comes with their treatment, correct? So with some of the treatments, it okay. does. So with IVF, there's three complementary treatments. With any kind of ovulation induction, there's one. Okay. So, but the thing is, traditional medicine is great, but not all that. Complementary medicine, great, but not all that. I feel that. You know what I mean? But you combine it and you figure out how to combine it. Then I think you optimize your success rates. Yeah. So you can't have Clomid or fertility drugs work if you're overweight. If you um, you are older, there's some data about acupuncture, oh, improving wow. blood flow. So, you know, we look at that and then we combine the, comp- the nutrition and, and, you know, vitamin D. I mean, yeah. we'll talk a whole thing about supplements at one point. 
you know, it, it's just very important to appreciate all aspects mm-hmm. of the person. Well, and I think as women, we don't take the time either. I, I know with Detroit mom, we see it all the time as women just don't take the time to spend on themselves mm-hmm. or, you know, to get to that point, like, I wish that people would talk more about this. So I have a 21 year old mm-hmm. now start them now on mm-hmm. how to take care of themselves versus when you're in your thirties, trying to have a baby and you're like, what's going on? Like, I should have been working on this years ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how can we educate these younger generations to be prepared and educated when it comes to their, their wellness and their mental, not just physical health, but mm-hmm. mental health. Right. And we're going to have a podcast about that. Yes. You I'm know, and I'll, I'll never forget my mother-in-law years ago, she looked me in the eye and she goes, don't, what she goes, don't let yourself go. And I'm like, wow, do I look that bad? I was like, what are you you telling me this for? But I think her purpose was that what you do now is going to reflect how you're going to feel, what's going to happen to you years from now. So for example, I've got members in my family that have always exercised, always moved, always were go, 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 go. And now they're in their seventies and eighties. And they're still doing that. They're still agile. They're still go, 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 go. Then I have other members in my family that are slugs, that they didn't do anything. Guess who has the aches and pains? Guess who has everything? So if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Get it together. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) we're going to talk about that uh, with regard to fertility and in optimizing your fertility health. So yeah, yeah, you may be 19, 20 and fantasizing about having six kids or four kids or two kids, but what can you do now Mm -hmm. when you're in your early twenties, when you're not ready to have kids until maybe your thirties? Yeah. And maybe it's even, we have women that are listening that have children in their twenties and they can share this information Mm -hmm. with their daughters and just say, Hey, this is how you can prepare. Like, I know you, I don't want you to have kids now in your your early twenties, but here's how you can prepare. And just your body is so sacred to take, to have the ability to take care of your body Mm -hmm. and know what you're putting into it. And which I know is like a whole conversation. Oh my God. (laughs) I just interviewed on my radio show. I just interviewed a a cardiologist, right. And we're going to have a show with, with Dr. Crawford Yeah, and 80% of heart disease is preventable. 80% of heart disease is preventable. So you look at that number and you're like, dang, man, I, yeah, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. So (laughs) I I want to jump into it now. And I know I'm I'm giving a teaser, Elizabeth. I'm I'm giving a teaser, teaser, Elizabeth. So, but, but here, but that's a woman's health issue, right? Yeah. That guess what? Heart disease is a women's health issue that we can talk about. Guess what? Can impact fertility. How can it do that? Because if you're not heart healthy, then with your pregnancy, right? Oh You're going to have problems in your pregnancy. So, I mean, that is just one topic that, that is going to be on Dr. C and the D yeah. that is going to really help us women take care of each other. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's a good place to end too, because I think if you're somebody who's struggling or even you just want women's health information, this is a podcast to listen to, and I'm excited for it. And if you don't know, we house, we are Detroit mom podcast collective. We house some amazing people like Dr. K on our podcast network. So if you are interested or, you know, somebody share this, make sure you share with everybody, you know, but come back and listen to the next episode. And thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Dr. K. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth.